When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, welcome. And proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, TrueMath Fitness has all the great benefits of the open gym, of personal training, and of group fitness classes. All kinds of great membership options at TrueMathFitness.com. And Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they'll match your first bet up to $250. That's promo code A to Z in the Superbook Sports app. So uh, three days of training camp with media out there. There have been some days where they've continued to work at the facility. We haven't necessarily been out there. All these different things that have gone on. And uh, for a lot of you, offensive line has been something that you want to learn more about. You get Chris Hubbard in the building. George Fant signs with the Texans. I think that's been, uh, I don't think that's been a transaction that we've talked about on the primetime show. I think I wrote about the Fant situation on Friday morning, if memory serves. Uh, but I think that when you, uh, when you go through all the different things in camp battles, things that people continue to bring up to me that, that they aren't hearing enough about, or at least that a few people, enough people have reached out to me via Twitter or threads or Instagram or whatever the case may be, asking about different things at practice, you want more updates on Le- Levis and Willis. And uh, specifically on Levis, because, you know, to be completely transparent, he's very much the third string quarterback, and that's all well and good. And, you know, in terms of the amount of attention that's going to be devoted to a third string quarterback versus what's happening with the pass rush or the front seven versus the Titans new offensive line group, what Ryan Tannehill looks like with DeAndre Hopkins, with Traylon Burks, how the secondary is responding, how things look at the inside linebacker position. You know, third string quarterback is just not something that's going to, I I mean, three days in, uh, garner a lot of, uh, it's not something that we're going to spend a lot of brain power on because, you know, third string quarterback situation. But uh, you understand that this is going to be important for the team's roster math. Um, We're several, several weeks away, month, uh, over a month at this point away from uh, any kind of roster cuts being made. So it's it's okay to kind of, as Coach Max says, keep your powder dry. But I think that when you, uh, I think that when you go through all the different situations um, for the quarterbacks, you understand, all right, Levis being the third stringer so far, first week of camp, has plenty of opportunity to prove himself or to secure that position or from Malik Willis to secure that position and make the the decisions harder on them. You understand uh, that these are things that are going to be pretty commonplace and, and a pretty common part of the conversation around the Titans quarterback situation. Take E says, bro, LOL, the show has literally already been done. They went through this when the rule came out. Yeah, but the difference between now and when the rule came out is that there's an actual quarterback battle that you can talk about. So now, once we talk about the rule, we have the opportunity to talk about how the rule is applicable. And this is a particularly 
unique instance for where the rule is applicable in the regular season. The spirit of the rule, uh, and I'm sure Takeys and whomever else would agree with this, is going to be for the postseason more than anything else. And this is something, if you've listened to that show, then you understand that this is a rule that's going to be most applicable for the postseason. J.J. Henry says Tyler Rowan said that Levis is number two. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I have no idea who that is. Uh, that's not somebody who I'm familiar with on the Titans beat. I don't believe that's somebody who uh, – that's not a name that I recognize it being a practice on a regular basis. And, um, you know, I, again, I don't mean that to be dismissively. I just have no idea who the hell that is and, uh, you know, what grounds they might have for Will Levis being the number two quarterback because that's just not the case. You know, I mean, I'm, I've, there's only three days of practice. I've been at all three days of practice. I was at every practice during the spring and every time that – these quarterbacks take a snap. Willis is with the twos and Levis is with the threes. And that's fine. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's welcome to, uh, you know, again, you guys are welcome to stack these quarterbacks. However you want to stack these quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like you're entitled to your opinion. All I can do is give you the context of what I have the opportunity to watch every day. Um, so you look at, uh, you look at everything that kind of, uh, you look at how everything kind of has transpired through these first couple of days. And you understand that, Willis and Levis on the second day, neither of them were particularly sharp. I thought Willis looked a lot better yesterday than did Levis. And I think there's plenty of reasons why Levis kind of looks the way that he does right now that are totally explainable, fine for a rookie quarterback in his first week of training camp, and also something that you guys want to know for more, uh, more information about at this stage. Uh, Captain Trips says, are they wearing full pads tomorrow? Uh, Vrabel didn't say specifically, but they have yet to do full pads. So I would assume uh, at some point this week, they are going to don the full pads. Uh, but I don't know specifically as tomorrow. I'll be able to tell you because the radio show will start and that will be 30 minutes into practice. So by the time you tune into the radio show, you will literally be able to hear the pads popping if uh, such pads are being donned. But as you look at the, uh, as you look at the position battle between these two players right now, for the backup quarterback job, the backup quarterback job at this stage, that's where that's the genesis of this conversation. I'd like to start with your two rivers for take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. How many, how many quarterbacks should the Titans keep on the active roster this year? I understand it's early. I understand that not all, some of you have had the opportunity to go to practice yet, uh, yesterday. Saw uh, a handful of Titans fans out there. I know, I think practice is going to be open to some fans tomorrow. So that will be interesting to look at as well. But uh, I think that when you uh, I think that when you look at the quarterback situation, you know, the argument can be made one way or the other. And again, it's very early. So this discussion can change. We can have this discussion several more times between now and the time that roster cuts absolutely have to be made. So uh, how many quarterbacks should the Titans keep on their active roster this year? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. Your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it is made possible by the wonderful people at Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service, and 40 years serving Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, powered by Ford, driven by people. So uh, as you look at the quarterback situation, you know, uh, Levis has had a fine start. Uh, he's been, I think, inconsistent. Malik has uh, had a better level of consistency than I would say, you know, compared to his rookie training camp. So that is an improvement of unto itself. And when we talked to Mike Vrabel prior to these first three days of training camp practice, when Mike opened training camp with his introductory press conference with us, and then we talked to DeAndre Hopkins and 
Rand Carthon with his two assistant general managers, all of that on Tuesday of last week. You know, the the question uh, or a question was asked about Malik's progress, Malik's development, specifically to Malik. And I thought Mike Vrabel gave you a pretty informed answer. Yeah, I think that we're conscious of that. Again, I thought uh, Malik came out of the spring with glaring improvement. You know, Will's learning you know, what, what it goes into being an NFL quarterback. Uh, and then certainly the consistency that, that Ryan showed uh, in the offseason and his uh, willingness to, to pick up new terminology with the offense and some of the stuff that we were doing. So, again, feel good about where we're at. Can't have too many quarterbacks. Hopefully they're, they're all good ones and that we have tough decisions. But uh, you know, it was fun just seeing the guys improve and then seeing where we go now starting tomorrow. So that is uh, Mike Vrabel talking about the glaring improvement made by Malik Willis. Now, listen, uh, you know, glaring improvement can be good enough. It can end up being not good enough, right? That's at the start of training camp. Glaring improvement does not necessarily, it doesn't guarantee a roster spot. It doesn't mean that he's the quarterback of the future and that he's just complicated things for Will Levis. Like all it means is he's made glaring improvement based on his performance in the spring. And so uh, Rand Carthon was on the radio show. We asked him about that glaring improvement, how he would contextualize that for fans. Uh, you can go back and listen to that full interview uh, in the, uh, in the uh, podcast feed of the radio show. Uh, I need to find out who, actually, as I think about that. I haven't, uh, uh, I haven't texted anybody from Titans PR yet to ask who the player is going to be on the radio show tomorrow. But as soon as I have that information, I will let you know. Um, but as you look at the glaring improvement made by Malik Willis, you can tell that his composure. So, he th- for example, on Saturday, threw an interception, uh, threw an interception to uh, to Rashad Weaver. Weaver made a nice uh, play on the ball. It looked like one of the tight ends was the intended target from the uh, from the position um, from the position of my vantage point on the sideline. I didn't necessarily see the tight end where he was, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to act like Malik Willis just threw it to a defender without there being anybody intended on the pass. It just, from my vantage point, it was difficult to kind of see who the intended receiver was, went over down the field to talk to one of my colleagues, Teron Davenport, as a matter of fact, to kind of ask him, uh, Teron kind of clarified from his vantage point, he was standing further down the field. I was standing behind the play, Teron was in front of the play. So anyway, Willis throws an interception to Rashad Weaver. Now, he comes back the very next play, and makes an incredible, uh, incredible pass down the field. I can't remember the wide receiver who caught it off the top of my head, but made an incredible play down the field. Did not get shook essentially by making an interception. Practice interceptions—they're fine, but you obviously, you know, you don't want to make mistakes. But you understand that practice is the place for you to make mistakes and then improve upon those mistakes or identify where the mistake was made so you can correct it for the next rep. So uh, Willis is uh, Willis is in a situation where. Even something about, like, something as incremental as how he responds to the next play after making a mistake is going to be hyper-scrutinized. And I asked Mike Vrabel about that uh, on Saturday after practice, and Mike's answer was, yeah, basically that's kind of embodying where the, the approach that we like that he's taking, right? He's not, you know, he's not getting discouraged by making a, a bad play. He goes out there and makes the next play, gets the huddle together, gets his teammates back on track, un, you know, understands that, all right, that play didn't end well. On to the next play. This is the next opportunity for me to improve whatever it was that I missed 
on this first rep or this third rep or this fifth rep, however many reps they were in. The question comes back down to how many quarterbacks should they keep on the roster heading into 2023? And, you know, I, I think this is the best example. And we've talked about this before. This is the best example of a team to consider keeping three quarterbacks on the active roster in the regular season. I don't think for the vast majority of teams it makes sense. This team is in a particularly complicated quarterback situation and one that is, uh, you know, of their own making and one that they've been looking for a solution in the past, not just this offseason, but two offseasons at this stage. And if the quarterbacks on the roster force them to make a difficult decision, then I think that's kind of what you want. You want a, a heightened level of competition. You want the decision to be harder on the coaching staff. And I think the harder the decision becomes, the more likely you are to keep three quarterbacks on the active roster. You know, like I said, it's July the 30th. They've had three days of work on the field with us able to watch them and kind of analyze where they are. Things will change. Progress will be made. People will take step backs, uh, steps back. People will take steps forward. Like, as I said, it's a it's a slow burn at this time of year where everybody's very, very excited to have it back in your lives and to get as much information as humanly possible. But uh, as it develops right now, I think it's fine, the idea of considering three quarterbacks on the roster because Levis hasn't beaten Malik out for the backup job. Until such time as if that happens, then you can have a more uh, concerted conversation about, all right, do you really need three quarterbacks? But as long as Willis continues to maintain his position ahead of Levis, then I think it's I think it's fine. You know, they may have to get creative with the roster math, and it's not an ideal situation, but I think it's fine for them to keep three quarterbacks, even as you understand how vital those 53-man active roster spots are going to be. Uh, A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com. Get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. So uh, as you look at the uh, as you look at the quarterback situation, um, uh, I think that you know there's no disputing that Ryan Tannehill continues to be the best quarterback out there. That Willis and Levis are working through the consistency uh, situation that they have, and and you'll hear from Will Levis. As a matter of fact, I uh, I caught caught up with him for about uh, two two and a half minutes after practice to get some uh, good video for you guys to give you his uh, his own assessment of how his camp has gone and what it's like to get back into the swing of things. Um, but I think at this stage, Willis continues to maintain that spot. That is a position battle that will be ongoing, just as the right tackle position battle is ongoing, just as the corner competition uh, continues to be ongoing. There's not that many spots that are up for grabs now that they've, I mean, the offensive line, I think, is is probably the thing that, has the most potential for continued tinkering. Because uh, right now, you know, it's tough to learn anything about them, but what we've seen so far has not been over. The results have not been overwhelmingly great. Full pads, maybe it tells a different story. We'll see what happens with the offensive line group. But for the quarterbacks right now, you understand that through one week, status quo is maintained. Tannehill, Willis, Levis thus far. All right, so let us uh, let us get into a uh, a conversation about which one of them has more to prove, though, right now, Malik Willis or Will Levis on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. 
Uh, as I mentioned, you'll hear from Will Levis here in just a second, right after I remind you that True Math Fitness presents the primetime show. Go to truemapfitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident or to find out about all their great classes, all their personal training options, and their facility itself. Conveniently located in the Gulch in downtown Nashville, True Math Fitness is the best place for you to get the best version of you. A new way to work out is what True Math Fitness offers you, whether you take personal training like I do, whether you go to their group classes. I go from time to time. I started out going to the True Math group classes. I, it just works better for my schedule now to do the personal training. And also, I enjoy that individualized approach. Whatever and however you like to work out, True Math Fitness has you covered. Your first workout is free at TrueMathFitness.com. So uh, who has more to prove right now between these two quarterbacks uh, at this point? Will Levis uh, says Eric Castillo. He's the forgotten one. Um, uh, Lewis says Tannehill. Uh, we didn't include Tannehill as an option, but if you think that Tannehill has more to prove, you're welcome to. Uh, Tannehill is an interesting conversation, right? Because Tannehill does have plenty to prove to you and to the coaching staff, to his teammates, to uh, his next potential NFL landing spot, given that he is in a contract situation. Um, I, I think Tannehill is an interesting discussion, but just between the two younger ones, I think at this point, Trip and Titan says Willis totally, since he didn't look good. I assume, uh, what he's saying is since he didn't look good in his starting opportunities in his first year of opportunities. And that is a fair argument can be made. Albert Calvin agrees with Malik. This has more to prove Levis a rookie. They're going to give him this season, just as they did give Malik Willis uh, a season to kind of work these things out. Uh, William Anderson thinks Levis has more pressure uh, to perform at this point, has more to prove. And I think, you know, like I said, uh, a, can, a case can be made for all three of them, depending on how you want to look at this thing. But I do think, given that Levis is the third quarterback on this list, and that's probably on this depth chart right now, and that's probably not how he envisioned this thing necessarily playing out. It's probably not how most of you guys envisioned. And again, it's not played out yet. There are plenty more weeks of practice preseason games, more joint work, right? That's going to come against the Vikings here. Uh, I think in the, uh, in the nearest term, and then the Patriots will be their, uh, their final preseason game and uh, a joint set of practices here in Nashville. Um, I do think that Levis right now has the most to prove because like I said, he's low man on the totem pole and he'll have the opportunity to change that. Or uh, Malik Willis will have the opportunity to continue to hold on to his backup quarterback job. And the way that Will Levis has handled it right now, I thought has been spot on. It's been pretty interesting to watch the learning curve, but you know, there's going to be learning curve for every one of these dudes who's coming into the NFL as a rookie. How are we feeling? Feeling good. It's good to be back here. Uh, the little rookie mini camp we had went well, and now having all the rest of the team out here, you know, starting to get things clicking. We've got a, you know, a couple new additions too, to a couple big ones, so, you know, bringing them along and. It's good to, good to see things coming together. Uh, for you guys, I mean, obviously that brings those new additions, as you mentioned, that can add a little juice to practice from time to time. But as things start to settle in, have you guys maintained that level of competitiveness that's kind of become the standard? Oh, 100%. And it's funny. Like, I was talking uh, to my girlfriend the other day, just like, you'd think, like, we're playing a rivalry game out here every week, you know? Like, when we're in the locker room, it's all it's all love and everything. But, I mean, we're trying to win every rep uh, while being smart, you know, playing the right way, especially with our pads on right now. Getting Coach Frabel's, you know, harping on that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's coming up, going out there and competing to win every rep. Because, I mean, a lot of these guys are, you know, we're fighting for roster spots. And uh, the, the wins and the losses, they add up. And that's really what, you know, 
is what makes the coaches make that decision. For you, where, where are you seeing the carryover from, from the spring, the way that you talked about? Oh, I mean, I, it's, it's been, I feel like I can, you know, see the bigger picture a lot easier now. Like in the spring, it was my first time going through everything, the first time learning uh, the playbook and just the certain things that are asked of us in the quarterback position. So that was my first time going through all that. And pretty much everything that we're doing now, I've banked at least, you know, one or two reps of a lot of these different concepts and different um either you know actions or drops or progressions so um it's it only gets better with with repetition and i think going from the spring to now i feel a lot more comfortable uh, but there's still a lot of work to be done uh a bigger trash talker jeff or arden Ooh, i think arden because arden arden be talking into walkthroughs like <laughs> at night like we're we're literally just like walking off the ball not walking but i mean slow jogging off the never ball and, and he's never walking and he's He's yapping about something almost every play, so it's it's cool. It's cool to see. He keeps the energy up even in those practices where, even though we're not, you know, throwing a ball or playing at full speed, we have to be 100 percent locked in. So it's good that he brings that energy. So apologies for the wind out there on the uh, on the practice field. I'm going to have to figure out a better mic situation. Um, but Levis is uh, Levis. You know, I think is realistic about where he is. Um, he is somebody who is, uh, he's somebody who is, you know, very excited, very much enjoying the opportunities. And I think, you know, something that I noticed that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to continue to watch over the next, you know, coming days and coming weeks, his, his touch on the ball, like when he's trying to layer throws uh, or feather throws, depending on which term that you prefer, when, when you talk about layering a throw or feathering, a feathering a throw, right? You, you're talking about throwing a, a ball into a spot in, say, a zone or throwing it over the top of a linebacker, placing it, trying to put touch on the ball, not just accuracy in your ball placement, but touch as well, right? Change-ups as, as opposed to just darting it every time. Now, Levis can dart it at any point that he wants to. Dude's got a really, really powerful arm. It's on a lot of nice throws over the course of the last couple of days. Um, but you see when he's trying to put a little touch on the ball, when he's trying to feather those throws uh, into spots, he at least uh, he at least right now looks like he might be consistently underthrowing them. And sometimes you see him do this. Now, you know, Chig, I think, made a nice play on the ball. The uh, undrafted, uh, undrafted free agent running back, Treshawn, I, I want to say it's Treshawn Harris. I need to pull out my uh, my ninety man roster because I, you know, we're in the part of the year where I'm still trying to learn everybody's names. Um, who's gonna, you know, who unfortunately many of them will end up cutting a month, but you, you know, for the time being they're here, and you try to keep track as many of them as possible. But uh, undrafted rookie running back made a nice play on a ball that was also underthrown, and you see what he's trying to do. And at least from my vantage point, it looks like he's continuing to try and feel those things out, which is fine that he's doing that in training camp, but it has consistently, uh, it looks consistently like he's under throwing it when he's trying to feel it out. So, you know, those are corrections that he can continue to make. Uh, I'm sure his coaching staff has other talking points for him based on what they're seeing. Cause they have, you know, different angles, uh, of all the different reps that these guys are taking, but just based on my vantage point, that's something that, uh, I, uh, I observed and was talking to my colleagues about on the sidelines for the last couple of days. Uh, Bird has been kind enough to, uh, drop a link for a, uh, a windshield for my microphone situation out there. So we will, uh, we will explore that and, uh, I will make sure that we have better audio audio quality for these things moving forward. All right. So, uh, I think that Levis has more to prove. And I think that, you know, another week that it'll be out on the practice field tomorrow. It's my understanding that some of you guys will be out there as well. So that'll be fun. We look forward to seeing you. 
Um, okay, this is a free site. What uh, was the best thing? One of the best things that I saw on the internet this weekend on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. I want to ask you the question: Which running back is most likely to get an extension this year? Uh, we've talked about the running backs. We've talked about the deadline that passed for Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley to agree to multi-year uh, deals as players who had the franchise tag placed on them. Uh, Saquon ultimately did not sign his franchise tender, but did agree to a one-year deal to try and uh, continue to prove his worth. Who is uh, Which running back is most likely to get a long-term deal? The question uh, that I uh, that I think a lot of you are going to consider is going to revolve around the AFC South, if you've been paying attention to any of the news coming out this weekend. Uh, we'll get into it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by Superbook Sports. Go to Superbook.com, download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, they'll match your first bet up to $250. Nobody has better odds boost and promo bets than Superbook Sports. They will get you in on all the action of all your favorite major sports, whether that's baseball, the upcoming NFL season, college football, and everything in between. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, which running back is most likely to get a contract extension uh, at this point? I don't know what the answer to that question is, but I will tell you the answer who it is definitely not, as many of you have already indicated. The answer, it does not seem like, is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it was a dramatic scene last night. I was at Colts practice. There was, you know, thousands of fans there. It was about to end. I got word that the meeting with Jim Ursay on his bus and Jonathan Taylor, star running back, was over. I knew that on that bus, the discussion was going to be the trade request that Jonathan Taylor actually put in a couple days before, presented it to Ursay, wanted to get a direct answer. So I was about ready to report what I ended up reporting, which was that star running back Jonathan Taylor requested a trade. And Jim Ursay was talking to reporters about 20 feet to my right, waited for that to end, then reported the story, and then saw all the reaction with Ursay then uh, talking to Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated saying he did not plan to trade Jonathan Taylor. So that is where this all stands. So much discussion over the last couple weeks about the running back position. Jonathan Taylor wants a new contract commensurate with his abilities. The Colts, uh, in a little bit of transition here, have not made an offer to him for a new contract. He then asked to be traded. They have then said they do not want to trade him. It is a standoff. It's a stalemate. I don't know which way it's going to go, but this is a relationship that is not in a very good place concerning the Colts and maybe their best player. It's uh, it's pretty wild to see what's playing out. And that's, that's you know, in the last hour, uh, a lot of the Colts reporters, Stephen Holder, for example, sourced to ESPN. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor reported to training camp complaining of back pain that was deemed to be from a pre-existing issue. The team is now considering placing him on the non-football injury list, which could result in his not being paid for the regular season. <sighs> I mean... This Jonathan Taylor situation has become very, very public, very nasty. And, you know, for those of you who heard the radio show on Friday, you heard Derrick Henry's press conference. Derrick Henry taking up the cause of the running backs very passionately. Jonathan Taylor is obviously somebody who has been displeased with the discourse around running backs and is, you know, somebody who is thought of as will be in line for or who will be in line for the next round of 
potential contract opportunities that running backs have to capitalize on uh, on their you know on their abilities and their gifts and it seems to be going as poorly as humanly possible um you know ursay is a different kind of cat for sure his uh his situation has been noted um i think that the uh i think that what you're seeing though is a situation that is going to continue to play out with clubs around the league a, a running back will at some point in the future get a 12 million dollar a year 14 16 million dollar a year contract again those days are not completely over and we'll see at some point you know the next McCaffrey the next Zeke because he cashed in right the next Derek um even though Derek is a pretty singular player right in terms of the durability and the sustained uh excellence over time all these different things it is uh it is going to be fascinating, though, to see who, which running back and how long it takes for a running back to break through the stalemate that the position group is in with basically the entirety of the league ownership and, and, and basically the league's business model from an on-field standpoint. All right, it's going to do it for us tonight here on the Primetime Show. Great, as always, to uh, be back in the saddle with you guys. Going to be a fun week of work. Uh, back out on the practice field tomorrow. Certainly, we will be out there broadcasting from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. As I said, uh, I don't know which Titans player is going to sit down with us tomorrow, but the two, uh, the three interviews that we've done so far, Sean Murphy Bunting, Rand Carthon, Tajay Spears, I thought they've all been good for different reasons. Uh, you can go check those out if you haven't gotten enough Titans content or conversation tonight. going to have a couple articles up on the website at azsports.com for you guys to consume before practice starts tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So look forward to those, and uh, like I said, I will uh, I will enjoy speaking with you guys at 10 a.m. live from St. Thomas Sports Park on 104.5 The Zone. See ya. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit, and I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.